Hey you! Welcome to the Muzzles Mascara Motherhood Podcast. A podcast for the woman who recognizes that fitness is way more than a dress size or a number on the scale. Who refuses to diminish her uniqueness to fit in and who recognizes that motherhood is her superpower, not the death knell to her body or life goals. I'm your host, I'm Lola Bodeogudipwe, a fitness communicator, coach, wife and mom of two. On every episode of this podcast, you're going to be informed, inspired, and invigorated to take action as we talk about topics ranging from nutrition, mindset, exercise, motherhood, and the ever-changing definitions of beauty. If your goal is to be the healthiest, fittest version of you, who is confident and comfortable in her skin and empowered in all her roles, especially motherhood, you're in the perfect place. Let's do this. Cellulite does not exist. And I know you're thinking, damn, are yeah, you a joker? Like looking down at your thighs, at your bum, and you're like, what's this on my body if cellulite doesn't exist? Well, before the 1900s, cellulite didn't exist. But we always had women, right? Let's talk about it today because this is one topic that actually blows my mind and just goes on to re-emphasize the power of marketing and suggestion, right? So what is cellulite, basically? For most people, I know I have it, if you look down, is this dimpled appearance on your skin. And cellulite exists mainly on the thighs, the butt, right around that area, the lower body. You can't find it on your arms or anywhere else. And there's a reason for that, right? Now, if you are a woman above 30, (laughs) even before that, because I know some people get it as young as teenage years, you would have heard the term cellulite. All over social media, you would have heard, oh, this cream for cellulite, this massage for cellulite, this machine for cellulite, right? And you find people all the time, how do I, in fact, if you go into Google now and just type in cellulite, it's going to come up. How do I get rid of cellulite? What foods cause cellulite? How do I reduce cellulite, right? But I said cellulite doesn't exist, and there's a reason for that. Before the 1900s, there was nothing like cellulite, right? We didn't know anything about it. But we've always had women, and I can hazard a guess, even though I wasn't alive at that time, that our bodies have not changed. So that means we had cellulite, right? But there was no awareness that that appearance of our bodies was anything but natural. So how did cellulite enter the popular lexicon and dictionary and become something that we are so worried about and we want to get rid of, right? So cellulite as the term was first of all used like in medical books, basically to describe inflammation or infection in the cells or tissue of the body. So it was a medical term on its own, jejeli, nothing to do with women's bodies, nothing, but you know, of course, everything has to be found (laughs) to be linked to the to women's bodies right so before the 1900s there was nothing like that and then in 1933 there's this um, i'm going to butcher the name so i won't bother calling it or let me try it's called votre beauté magazine or something a french magazine right was the first known reference at least that is known where cellulite was mentioned it was an article written by somebody called dr debeck again i'm sure i butchered that right and he then defined cellulite as a combination of water, residues, toxins, fat, which forms a mixture against one against which one is badly armed. So basically, this doctor, you know, wrote an article in the beauty magazine and was like, okay, there's this thing called cellulite in women's bodies. 
very few men have it. So it's mainly, and I mean, who's reading women's, who's reading beauty magazines, right? It's women. So of course, his statement was targeted at women. And he said, in our bodies is a combination of water, residues, toxins, fat, and it forms a mixture against which we are badly armed, which means we, we really can't do anything about it or our bodies can't do anything against it naturally. Now, first of all, let's look at this. This, there was no research done. He didn't make any discovery. There was no scientific backing to, you know, do this. He just called it a feminine problem and said it's a different kind of fat. Now, of course, when people hear that, and the thing about, if, if you've noticed, I'm, I spoke in another um, episode about something called ARIAS, right? A reticular articulating system in our brain that brings into our forefront things that we have deemed important. Let's think about this. Before this magazine came out, Nobody was talking about cellulite. Nobody was talking about women's bum, thighs, lower body, that there was something wrong with it. It was accepted as natural because everywhere you looked, your mom had it, your grandmom had it, you had it, um, overweight people had it, slim people had it, thick people had it. It was natural. But this man then came out and popularized this term that, huh, this thing is a feminine problem and it's a problem and of course everybody went wild and you know beauty companies spas everything because of course marketing opportunity sales opportunity then came up with a solution for something that was not even a problem so are you understanding me now when i say cellulite doesn't exist now what exactly is cellulite aside from okay we understand that it's this like dimpled appearance on bombs on thighs and all right so if you look, just look at your arm right now or any part of your body, right? So we know we have the skin there. Under that layer of skin, we have fat, subcutaneous fat, right? And under that fat, we have muscle. Now, in our skin, I know we've all had heard collagen, 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 right? So in our skin, there's, there's this band inter... You know, the, the body is such a beautiful system. But there's this like, you know, band, collagen, different um, materials and tissues there that help to hold everything in place. So there's kind of like a hierarchy. But then, it then happens for some people, for a lot of us actually, right? That somehow, because mainly of um, estrogen, the hormone, it's called a female, but it's not a female hormone because men need it too, right? But it's popularly called a female hormone, right? Some things go on with estrogen at times that then make the collagen in our skin very slack. Now, the function of this initially is to keep everything in place. So skin, um, fat, the muscles. But when that collagen that normally just keeps everything tight, like your arm now, you can see your arm is smooth, your skin is smooth. So the collagen there is good, it's doing its job. But when we go to those areas where we tend to have the um, cellulite, the collagen is slack and has thinned out there. And so the fat underneath is able to pucker and then we have that look some people refer to it as cottage cheese look we have that look of the dimpling effect and then that is cellulite so that's basically what it is right because as we age at times our school our skin loses elasticity but of course that is not the only reason it's prominent also during pregnancy because again hormones moving all over the place menopause so many things right 
And so this is why you can see it on slim people. You can see it on people who are a bit overweight. You can see it on people who are overweight. And you, at times, some people who are overweight, Seth, or big, at times, some they won't have it or they'll have very little appearance. So it's not a fat problem, like this doctor said. Now that we know what um, cellulite is, right, and now we understand that it was invented. In fact, by the time the bug, in quote, because it's a bug and a mad bug, I mean, there was no problem before. By the time the bug got to America, right, in about 1968, it was Vogue magazine, and you just had a title called Cellulite. Of course, Vogue, Vogue was the in thing. It's still, to a large extent, the in thing and the dictator of standards of beauty and so many things, right? And then it was titled Cellulite, the fat you could not lose before. Again, again, we had these things on our bodies and it was completely natural. Nobody was fussed about it. Nobody was, um, you know, wondering about it. And then this um, magazine comes out and it says the fat you could not lose. And then a book was written in 1973 by somebody called Nicole Ronsad, right? And guess what? This person owned a beauty and cellulite treatment, um, you know, brand, a salon. And that book sold 200,000 copies. Now, 200,000 copies, we're talking about in 1973. There was no internet. There was no DHL. There was no... For that book to have sold 200,000 um, copies, it shows you that... <laughs> It, it went viral. That, that was the definition of viral at that point in time. And this is how cellulite was invented. See why I said cellulite didn't exist? It was a problem. It was a non-existent problem that was invented. Because before then, even with all the beauty trends, right? You know, trends have evolved and looks have evolved over time of, you know, now we're in the thick and curvy era. There was a time where it was thin that women used to, in the 1920s, right, in the flapper era, where women used to bind their breasts so that they would look as boyish as possible. Trends have come and gone, but cellulite was not a problem. But now some man got up and decided that there's something wrong with women's bodies. And this is a special, I'm quoting here, air quote, special kind of flat residue toxic waste that is in the body and we have to be you know liberated from it right and now okay you know how it is when things like this come out the scientific community is going to get up and say okay let's even study this let's look at it and then um john hopkins university you know that's one of the like top universities research universities in the world and all that right a professor a doctor dr neil solomon decided okay let's check out this claim let's even see what is going on right let's look I, I i don't even know who funded it because i'm really curious as to who funded it but then he took samples from the thighs the bombs the heaps heaps of women right from those who thought now pay attention to that word who thought they had cellulite and from those of women who did not think they had cellulite right and then they did a blind study and so a blind study is like okay i'm not telling you exactly what which is which i'm not telling you which one has cellulite i'm not telling you which one doesn't have cellulite give it to a team of pathologists and we're like okay examine it and then just tell me which one has cellulite and guess the result that came back there was no difference in any of the samples it was just plain old fat and so the conclusion was there is no such thing as cellulite i'm quoting dr solomon here there's no certain as cellulite. And since there is no cellulite, there is no specific treatment for it. 
Nothing magical you can take that's suddenly going to make your lower body fat disappear. Now, let's talk for a minute about this lower body fat. The lower body fat, the fat in this particular area, our bum, our hips, our thighs, right? It has a high degree of a receptor called alpha-2 receptor in the fat cell. Now, the job of this alpha-2 receptor is to encourage the body to store more fat than usual for the purposes of childbirth. If you know me, you know I always say the nature's number one goal for women, priority for women, is childbirth. It's to keep the population going, to keep the species evolving. Now again, that is why we have childbearing hips. That is why our hips don't lie. That is why when you're on a weight loss journey, it seems as if it's harder for a lot of women to burn fat in this area. And then especially, huh, if you are from this continent I am from, if you are from this tribe, I mean, look at South African women. Look at <laughs> Yoruba women. The hips don't lie. The bombs don't lie. If you are there and you're already genetically disposed to this, then please pray, tell me, why are we believing when one old, I'm going to be politically incorrect here, white man came up and said that there is a problem and then we are believing him and wasting money and killing ourselves and being dissatisfied with the beautiful body that God created because somebody somewhere woke up one day and invented a problem and then people have benefited and profited trillions of dollars and you know from this problem that does not even exist because i am not saying that cellulite i mean i look down <laughs> if i look down uh, i have iboku but it's not a problem why is it a problem why is it a problem right that's that's the question and we need to start thinking when we start defining for ourselves the definition of beauty and the definition of you know what is nice to look at we need to start understanding that marketing has played a huge role in this even when we are not conscious let's look for example there's this tribe i'm not sure i can't remember if they're ethiopian or so they are men the most attractive men in that tribe are men with pot bellies yeah pot bellies i will have a problem if my husband has a pot belly <laughs> because i'm gonna be like no we're gonna reduce that but the most attractive, um, what's it called? Men in that area are men with pot bellies. Why do they believe? I mean, they, so they will see one jacked six-pack man now. And the women will be pitying him and will not be attracted to him at all. Meanwhile, people in the Western world and the Western-influenced places like Nigeria, because yes, we are so Western-influenced, will be killing themselves and dying over that man that, oh my gosh, he is so attractive. But the women in that tribe will find him absolutely unattractive. Why? Because they have been told and they believe. See the power of conditioning. When we repeat something enough, it becomes our truth. And so it has been passed down from them, for them from generation to generation that this is what is attractive. And so that is what they find attractive. Think about it. You have the Chinese traditions, right, where they bind the female's feet. In fact, because to them, they believe that the smallest shoe size you have, the smallest size, I don't know if that's the prominent noun, but traditionally, the smaller your foot is, the more attractive you are. And so from when they are little kids, they will bind. Some people even cut off their toes 
some of their toes so that they'll have small feet. Does that sound attractive to you at all? But to them, because again, they have been conditioned to believe that that is attractive. I mean, when you see these pictures of some of these African cultures where their lips are strung out and, you know, they put rings inside or they are earlobes, that is what is attractive to them because they have been conditioned. So we need to start thinking to ourselves that, where have I been conditioned to define beauty? And then I have placed the standards on myself without stopping to think for myself that what is beautiful, what is true, what really is attractive? Who is telling you that cellulite is a problem? I remember the first time I heard the term cellulite. I was in uni and I was hanging out with this friend and you know, there was this, there were these, um, the guys were a bit older and they, they came from the US. So about, we were all hanging out and then we were just talking and then one of them was like, oh my gosh, ah, Jello used to be hot. Jello used to be hot, but man, she has, her body has spoiled now. She has cellulite all over her thighs, all over her bum. That was my first introduction of cellulite. And so my first thought was cellulite was something that was bad, that made you unattractive and made men not attractive to you. Even though it didn't really influence, you know, what I thought about my body or anything. But that was the seed that was planted until I came to understand later that, okay, this is actually what cellulite is. And what's the big deal? I saw it on my mom's body growing up all the time and she was no less beautiful to me. And I looked down and I said, oh, I actually have it. So we need to start thinking, especially, and I'm so conscious and passionate about this, especially how we then pass these norms and these standards to our daughters and even our sons. Because you speak about it now and then, Women, we need to realize that our sons also base their definition of attractiveness on how we speak about our bodies or how we speak about other people that we are not even conscious about. We're sitting around gisting with about somebody and something and then it's like, oh, cellulite. Look at how cellulite is all over her body, blah, 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 blah. And then cellulite, so many things. Genetics for one. A whole lot of genetics. Pregnancy. I mean, am I going to say because... I don't want the chance of having cellulite that I'm not going to get pregnant. Right? So we need to start thinking about these things. Now, what's the solution for cellulite? There really isn't a solution. Now, I'm putting solution in air quotes, right? There are a lot of claims. You go on Amazon now, they say, oh, there's this machine, there's this cream, there's something. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a big lie. There are some advancements that I've made to help reduce the advancements um, what's it called? The appearance of cellulite. But the thing about it is that these treatments, usually they have to be done very professionally. They're expensive and they are not readily available. And it is a long-term plan, not a cream that you can rub and they can happen. Again, why? What are these treatments targeting? They are targeting the collagen problem. Now you're like, okay, can I just take collagen supplements? They're different. There are at least, I think, three different types of collagen. So even when people take supplements, I'm like, are you, do you know if you're taking the right thing at all? It's a targeted approach. Some people will then say that, okay, I have had success with, um, what's it called, reducing cellulite. Let me explain what is happening. When somebody takes up strength training, remember that we spoke about um, the skin, fat, and the muscle underneath, right? When somebody takes up strength training, and then become begins to tighten up muscle. It reduces the appearance, not my emphasis, 
appearance of cellulite in the body. And so that is why exercises like hip thrusts, um, squats, lunges, deadly, that help you to tighten and build muscle in that area. I encourage because it helps to, when you build that muzzled, sculpted, toned look, it reduces the appearance of cellulite. It doesn't take it away. Another one that has been advocated for is like using retinol body creams. Now, the thing about retinol, if you know anything about beauty care is, number one, it is a two-edged sword. You have to be very careful with it. Um, I don't know about the skin. I know about the face. It's not encouraged for constant use. And it's an active that, you know, is usually encouraged to repair and you use at night. So I'm not even sure if this is encouraged to be used at night. But you also have to be very careful to use sunscreen on your body. If not, it's going to give, you know, a wrong effect. Wrinkles, um, damage the skin and all that. And then there are, some people advocate dry brushing. There's something called dry brushing. Me, I don't have strength for all those kind of things. And then somebody is now talking about, oh, there's one um, spa treatment. You know, so many things. But my my thought is that Here's why in the first place, <laughs> sorry, that's my watch. <laughs> giving, giving answers. <laughs> when I said I didn't know the Siri was like, okay, I'm going to answer for you. <laughs> Given that this is a natural occurrence in our bodies, the only thing I am for is strength training. Why? I'm raising up my hand here. You can't see me, but I'm raising up my hand. Because the benefits of strength training to your health, to your wellness, to everything, cellulite reduction of appearance is just a fantastic bonus. So yes, please strength train. But the other things, I personally don't see any need to kill myself to solve a problem that does not exist right? So think about this the next time, not even just cellulite, a beauty product is marketed to you because the essence and the basis of beauty product marketing is to fix a problem they say you have. Not that it is a problem you have. I'm not saying that that problem might not exist. I'm saying that the basis of marketing usually is to fix beauty marketing, products marketing is to fix a problem that you're going to convince you that you have. When you were a child, when you were young, whatever, when you what cellulite in your vocabulary, even I'm sure if social media hadn't exploded the way it had exploded, a lot of the things that we have issues with our bodies will not be issues for us. But because it is constantly in our faces that there's something wrong with you, there's something wrong with you, there's something wrong with you. And then we imbibe that and then start to run helter skelter or kirakita, like my people say, to fix a problem that doesn't exist. So remember that you are beautiful, you are powerful, you are gorgeous. I can't see you, but I know you are gorgeous. Why? Because God made you in his image and he makes no mistakes. So any hangups you feel about your body or anything is because somebody told you that is a problem. If I am worried about somebody's weight, it is because of the health implications. So perspective also has to come in. If I'm worried, if somebody is worried about their skin, their um, skin and acne, you know, and, and, and what's it called and spots and all that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because you want a smooth skin. You want to have, it makes you feel how you look. So I'm not saying that beauty products don't have their places. I mean, I have a skincare regimen. 
I started behaving like an adult a few years ago and started taking care of my skin because before then I did not send at all. <laughs> Trust me. So I'm not saying that vanity does not have a place. No. But somebody telling you there's a problem for the body parts that we, we most times we are covered up in our lower body now. So what exactly? And most men don't have issues with these things. Even though, yes, we're not genie for them, but still. All right. So again, remember you are beautiful. You are powerful. You're loved. You know, somebody who needs to listen to this, who needs to hear this message. Maybe it's not even cellular she's worried about. Maybe it's a problem that, you know, she just amplifies and you're looking at that. What's wrong with you? You're beautiful. This thing is not a big deal. Maybe it's not stretch marks. I have personally had stretch marks since I was a teenager because I had a growth spot at a point, you know, I've always been told yes, but at a point I had a growth spot and I had um, stretch marks. So am I going to scrape? And they are my shoulders. They were on my shoulders. First of all, the one I have on my lower belly and on my hip bones were from childhood, but the ones on my shoulder. So would I say, and I will not wear, I will only be wearing covered up things on my shoulder. I never wear sleeveless or stuff like that. So please let's be guided. You're beautiful. You're loved. You're powerful. I'm rooting for you. If you have any thoughts about this, check the description below. You get my email address and Instagram. Um, shoot me. I love to chat about stuff. So please do that. Share this with somebody who needs it. And I will speak to you in a bit.